0: Greg's got a whack.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do the opening. I'll do your opening. You are listening to the Gibby 5 Podcast, 148 side A. Run, The Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things, and about Rob threatening to do things to my openings. Shh, I'm,
2: I'm,
0: in, I'm writing
1: stuff. I'm writing stuff. Shh, I'm in your tainting. Yes, this is a side A episode. That means in your tainting. we are going to talk about pop culture, current pop culture, usually entertainment news, movies, books, Florida stuff, and whatever is going on. At the moment, my name is Greg Theodore Logan, and I am joined by Rob S. Preston, Esquire. Rock all party dudes! And Death. Best five out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about Bill and Ted Face the Music, as if you couldn't figure that out from the little title there. And Rob ventured out into the wilds of the uh, actual movie theaters and saw the new mutants. Damn right. So he's going to talk about that. I'm intrigued. Rob is Jamaican now. Yes. <laughs>
0: What's that Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. And I, I will talk very briefly about a Grady Hendrix book, whom we've just dis- d- discussed ad nauseum here. I feel like recently. And the book is horror store.
1: I want to, I cannot wait to read that. It's got to finish up what I'm reading right now. I'm hurry! hurry. Up. Yeah, I know. We are the Give Me Grady Hendricks podcast. Rob is currently probably, writing out his list.
2: I well, I I am I am I'm I'm otherwise engaged with Grady congratulations. King. There is a, oh. this is a review show. <laughs> there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists, but if we are, I said, but. But if we are talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, you might want to use your own discretion because we're probably going to spoil it.
1: Yeah. So now we're going to talk uh, a little bit about some news here. Uh, if you, Unless you, of course, live under a rock, you missed some of the sadder news, which is crazy mm. to say these days, um, that I had heard in a while. And look, we're not going to be able to... to say this any better than any other uh, people that knew him but of course I am talking about the death of Chadwick Boseman the Black Panther uh, as well as you know uh, who else did he play he played uh, Jackie uh, Robinson Jackie Robinson which actually is the f- I've re- it occurred to me Jackie Robin- that Jackie Robinson movie was the first movie I saw with my wife after my child was born it was like the first time we ever got a babysitter um as well James Brown he's played a bunch of different people but crushing uh absolutely crushing Friday totally I, unexpected yeah Friday I'd been looking forward to Bill and Ted to watching Bill and Ted face the music uh for you know weeks obviously but I got it and it was one of those where I didn't want to start it until it was like just right like I saw that you guys had watched it and stuff and I went and I put my phone in the kitchen I went out and got, actually got some, some movie theater snacks and was sitting there. And I, I went into the kitchen to get some water. My phone was just lighting up and lighting up and lighting up. And I looked and I was, it was still laying on the counter. I was like, what? And you know, I didn't know what it was. I was like, was it a car accident? Was it anything? uh, Of course it was colon cancer. Get tested people. Um, and it's a huge, it's a huge blow, man.
0: Yeah. It's uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people lost a hero. Um, a lot of people that a lot of people lost uh, someone that embodied so many things and, and, and just culturally wasn't represented. Um, And, you know, who's, Who's going to do that now as, as well as he did? Uh, those are some, some very big shoes to follow. I was watching Bill and Ted. And my fiance just goes, what? And we were all like having a good time. We, I mean, we'll talk about it. We were, we were his, in hysterics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could tell that something was terribly wrong. We had to
1: pause the movie. and Yeah. Just, I, it, digest. Um, I was actually on the part where the prison yard scene
0: mm mm
1: uh, like in fact, I had paused it right when you went from had you went around. from a
0: hundred to fucking negative a hundred
1: yeah no, I mean th- there were like legit tears it was there was always a weird feeling about him in my world, like not that not anything morbid, but uh Iron Man was my hero, was my guy. Like, when mm-hmm. the movie came out, was the that was the character that when they would appear on screen, I would get the adrenaline rush. And then... Then Spider-Man kind of took over with that awesome airport sequence. Um, Just, you know, just the, ah, cool, we're in good hands, everything's safe. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, when I saw... And then it kind of became the Black Panther for a little while, like, just the action sequences and everything were so stylized, like, the the car sequence... Um in Black Panther and a couple other other s- sequences. And I rem I just remember in Endgame when he first appeared on the screen.
2: When he walked out of that portal.
1: Yeah. First mm-hmm. of all, everyone in my theater both times went completely apeshit. Yeah. Blew but, the fuck up. But the bigger thing was to me, I was like, okay, this franchise is in good hands because he's keeping going. Whereas we knew everyone else was going to go away. I was like, it's, it's kind of like when you have a, a, you're like, oh wait,
0: he's still there.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like when you have a baseball team and like all of the stars get traded and then you realize that there's some up and coming rookies that are great. And I know it's a movie and I know it's a real life thing, but like, that was always, that was the feeling I got the second I saw him. I'm like, oh sweet. We're going to have this person with this star power to still follow. So when that hit, I was like, oh, my God, it like it hit even harder.
2: Yeah. And 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 when you consider that he was keeping up, keeping up this facade and he was going through this rigorous filming schedule and filming these movies and being in incredible shape. Mm-hmm. All while dealing with this, because he was dealing with this during the filming. I mean, he, he this, what was it, like four years or something?
1: Or four, yeah. four years of surgeries and chemo. Chemo. Yeah.
2: Chemo surgeries. I mean, that, that in itself is just absolutely mind boggling. I can't believe yeah. that. Stronger man than myself.
1: Yeah. I mean, even the, the last movie that we saw him in, The, the Five Bloods, um, it was filmed in a freaking jungle. Yeah, but I I walk he, outside right now and I'm like, fuck this, it's hot, I'm going back in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just so, you know, you know movies are in post production for such a long time now, but but still, I mean, he looked fine. You know? Yeah. If I I if you saw his last Instagram video, you might have said, hey, well like what's going on?" But you you could have also said, "Oh, You know, maybe he's getting ready for a role or something. Uh fuck cancer, man. Yeah. Just Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. It's uh some awful news. Yeah. So
1: so we're we're gonna go from that to I wanna I wanna hear a little bit of uh interesting good news um, uh about uh never hike in the snow.
0: Sure. Yeah, guys, um Hopefully you've heard our episode with uh, Vin DeSanti. He's uh, the director of Never Hike Alone, uh, the Friday the 13th fan film. And also uh, the upcoming Never Hike in the Snow fan film as well. Uh, That episode was 145. No, sorry. Uh, That was episode number... A one hundred and eleven. God, I was looking through. You weren't even close. No, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I had you to go to her. three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, no, man. I God, I was scrolling through and trying to find that, and I was like, that was so long ago. Anyway, um, the trailer for Never Hike in the Snow came out September first. Uh, it's very short. It uh oh, yeah, and also on that episode, we had our patron of unusual size, Mr. Alec Salamita, um, who helped to clarify some of the kind of legal limbo. But uh, uh, never hike in the snow, never hike alone, it, it skirts around that. Um, and and I'm so glad that uh, they did well enough with never hike in the never hike alone to do never hike in the snow. Um, this is a shorter film, um we will see the return of Tommy Jarvis, um, and uh, this comes out on October thirteenth, twenty twenty. So nice. very excited Friday? about that! Um, I don't believe that's a Friday, actually, but it is the fortieth anniversary. Can you believe it? Holy of Friday crap. Of the thirteenth, forty fucking years, man!
1: It's a Tuesday. It is. Uh, also, it, it's the day. Just so you're wondering, it is also the day I need to uh, put our vinegar down my air conditioning lines and change out the filter. All right, cool.
0: Uh, so, I'll make sure important. I I'll make sure I forget that in about five okay. minutes. Okay. Um, sorry, set a reminder on your phone. But being that it is call? the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th, you might be able to catch. Friday the 13th In a theater near you Because theaters are now open I believe
1: They are
0: the, the member of our podcast Mr. Rob is going to tell us a little bit About his recent theater experience Which I'm very excited to hear about uh, But you can catch Friday the 13th Coming to a theater near you uh, Possibly a drive-in Hopefully Looks really cool but also, I'm not done with Friday the 13th news, damn it. I am not done. I found this out about 20 minutes before recording. And I've already been told that I can't buy it, but that's okay. The Friday the 13th collection released by Shout Factory. Uh, DVD uh, producers, I guess, who are also putting out the Event Horizon Blu-ray. Fingers crossed for that lost footage. The Friday 13th collection comes out October 13th. It runs at $132.99. It's every officially licensed Friday the 13th film until this point. Mm. And uh, guess how many discs
1: are included in this? I'm going to go with 21. Mm, okay, Rob.
2: How many films was it again?
0: Oh goodness.
1: Um 1 through 8. Jason X. Jason X. Uh Jason versus uh Freddy, is that one of them? Or is that in Yeah. Uh, uh, move along. Move along. W- yeah, we'll we'll have to find that. Um
2: but <laughs> well, the is... that'll affect how many disks, I guess. Okay.
1: You win uh, nothing if
0: you get it right. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna say nine. Okay, sixteen is the okay. answer. So great job, gentlemen. Um each <laughs> I won nothing. <laughs> each disc comes packed. Oh baby,
2: this this is like uh Let's make a deal or no, not let's make a deal. If You go too the high pri- you. The price is right. If you go over you lose, bitch. I won. I could have guessed one and I still would have won.
0: Rob wins absolutely nothing. You're damn right. Uh but there are some very cool features on this including um a uh pre-fight press conference that they did at Bally's Casino in Las Vegas for Freddy versus Jason. I guess that was a thing. Um, sure. some documentaries, uh, just, it, it seems like a steal for 132 bucks. Yeah. Uh, that comes out on October 13th, a Tuesday, but we all know it's going to feel like a Friday. It's going to be a great day. Never hike in the loan. Never hike in the loan. Never hike in the snow. Never hike in the loan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a whole bunch of very cool Friday the 13th stuff nice.
1: on October 13th. Yes. So cool. cannot wait. Well, I got one more little bit of news from the past, although mm-hmm. not so much the, I guess it's the recent past, but we watched all of Cobra Kai season one on our free YouTube red channels or whatever they're calling it now. Yes, we did. And I All of us loved it. Yep. Surprisingly it was surprisingly good. Yeah. And then when season two came out, none of us had access to free. Oh,
2: I watched all of season two.
1: Oh, excellent. Good work. But I didn't get a chance because I didn't have that, that YouTube thing. So they finally, uh, back in June announced that Cobra Kai was going to be moving to Netflix. And it did this past week. I've I'm only, I'm almost through season two. Um, I just finished The House Party, Rob. Okay. And it is uh, interesting because the reason I'm talking about it, even though we're not really doing a review of it, is it is the number one TV series in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, all the numbers are weird, but Netflix has announced it's currently the number one. Woo! Uh, another show that Netflix took to number one, Lucifer, was you know had been canceled. Netflix picked it up. Brought it to the number one spot for two seasons in a row. And yeah, that now was they're number
0: probably uh, questioning their decision to end the show. Well,
2: and there's still more to come. They did a mid-season finale, so they haven't released all of season five yet. I watched I watched season five of Lucifer. We got to the end, and it's a cliffhanger. I'm like, oh, wow. oh, motherfuckers.
1: So I'm, I'm still way early on Lucifer, but that was the number one show. Uh, Cobra Kai did knock it out, so it's now the number two show. Uh,
2: no pun intended.
1: Yeah, it's it's good, man. It's uh, Cobra Kai is great. The acting is good. Yay, uh, it's us! Was, it's always weird because Jimmy and I, based on some of who are, some of our students are, and some of the p- other people we know, have pe- a lot of friends that work in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my friends was like, you know, congratulated the people from the production company from Cobra Kai and William Zabka uh, for hitting number one. And it's always weird when they respond because they're actually friends with them. (laughs) Like, like, Oh, thanks man. Oh shit. That's actually like his real Facebook page. that just responded. (laughs) Like, so it's always kind of a cool, which is actually why I was like, Oh wow. That hit number one. So, and, and
2: I, did we talk about it last week? How Netflix is working on a Cobra Kai movie? Uh, I
0: thought they were just doing season three.
2: They were doing season three, but I also heard that there were plans for a Cobra Kai movie as well. That'd be interesting.
1: It's it's a nuanced show, man. I love it. No one is pure good, pure evil. It's it's very well written. But Well, but see that's the thing, is that one one of the things for me is that Johnny
2: isn't pure evil.
1: That's what I was saying. That's it's good. Like Oh. I thought you were like, saying it's, one it's of nuanced. them was good, one
2: of them was pure no, evil. That, no,
1: I said no one is pure good or pure evil. Oh good.
2: Evil. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's it's
1: very nuanced. Like every character has a flaw. And right. it's it's Makes it really interesting to watch because they're not putting anyone up on a pedestal. Um, so really good uh, news and congratulations, Cobra Kai people. Our condolences to Chadwick Boseman's family and looking forward to all of the Friday the 13th stuff. Is that all of our news except for the news? Uh, and that's all I've yeah. The news, yeah. Uh, Florida news. We're going to talk a little bit about Florida. You know, there was so much depressing stuff that happened this week that I was looking around and it was like, you know, dude shoots someone for a mask and dude does this and Florida woman does that. I'm like, no, no, I need some good news. And, well, a hurricane showed up, which is also not good news, but when there's a hurricane, Florida man Lane Pittman... Rises to the occasion. Do we know who that is?
0: It sounds like he should be the singer of the
1: rock band.
2: Sounds like
0: he should be on a pit crew for NASCAR. (laughs)
1: Lane Pittman. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Uh, (laughs) Lane Pittman is the guy that goes out and headbangs shirtless with an American flag during hurricanes. Ah. Oh, boy. We've all seen that gif. Yeah, 2016, he did it during Hurricane Matthew... They played some slayer music. Well, probably edited it in because you wouldn't be able to hear it anyway. Of him standing in the street, headbanging in a hurricane. 2018 he did it he went to wherever Hurricane Florence was hitting and did it there. And now we had Hurricane Laura uh hitting uh Louisiana. And by the way, if you are in Louisiana listening and you're able to listen, hopefully everything is okay. I've heard you guys got slammed. So Anyway, this guy is not just a usual Florida man. He is doing this stuff for charity. He actually went to Louisiana. He posted footage with... Uh, let's see. He was uh, rocking out to Maylene and the Sun's of Disaster where he proudly waves an American flag. He, his tweet said, Louisiana, Florida man is here for you. Laura, you raggedy she-devil, get some, he tweeted with a video of him rocking out. Uh, most people be like, well, you're a freaking idiot for going to a hurricane. And yes, you might be. But all of... Every other tweet from this point on was him delivering water to people that needed it, helping carry debris. He went there, he stayed, and he, he didn't just do it for you know clicks. He's actually been helping um and started to GoFundMe. Uh which you could probably find. I did not put it in because just in case it is a illegal GoFundMe, I don't wanna be supporting that. But um Lane Pittman, you are a good Florida man of the Florida day. man Florida man
0: Heart of Gold. Yeah. Brains kind of not so much. Kind of jello. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna follow up to that real quick, guys. I don't know if you saw the video I posted. I will be posting it on our social media. Uh but the gentleman we spoke about uh just recently who decided to camp out on the former Discovery Island at Disney, uh they released body cam footage.
2: Oh yeah, I saw that. These I didn't see the fun. actual footage, that, but I saw the, the announcement.
0: It, it's the best fucking sequel to Jurassic Park you're going to see. It's <laughs> really amazing, dude. If you're curious, like I am, uh, about what the condition of Discovery Island is, um, if you're not familiar with what that is, just look it up. Uh, it's an abandoned Disney park-ish. Mm-hmm. It's really small. Mm-hmm. But the body cam footage, man, they go in there and they get the little camera on there. It's like... Predator meets Jurassic Park. It's amazing. I I'm <laughs> thinking of, of downloading the footage and, and making a little horror movie out of it. We'll we'll see.
1: Uh adding like a predator wearing Mickey Mouse ears.
0: Yeah, I can uh, well it's <laughs> oh, a little more VFX than I want to do, but um we'll see. We'll see where my brain takes that. But you should definitely watch that footage. You can look it up on OrlandoWeekly.com uh just look for Florida Man Discovery Island footage and
1: uh you'll thank me nice well we yep. are going into our main topics rob we can't wait any longer to hear about new mutants because we've been waiting about i think 17 years 18
2: excellent well yeah. um i'll start actually with the the whole theater experience
0: itself do it okay because i just I, saw the pictures that you posted
2: Okay. So yeah, I took some pictures of like all the signs that they had up and I mm-hmm. sent them to you guys.
0: Um there's they've a got... creeper in one of them, which is great. Yeah, well,
2: she was the she was the lady that was checking the tickets that uh. was looking at the tickets. So um but right On there the at the ground?
0: Front... No. That, the that creeping was a... behind the counter?
2: No, uh, dude, she's in a wheelchair.
0: Oh. <laughs> Dick. Um <laughs> so so we oh, went, no that's sorry that's behind the no it the looks like somebody looking up from the candy case is no. what it looks like Um
2: so uh, right I there think, in the right yeah. there in the front they've got they've got a sign posted that says masks must be worn and they actually have a list of masks that are not acceptable so yeah, theoretically theoretically they won't let you in without that kind of mask but like i said the the like i told you guys the enforcement Seems like like, you know, if somebody showed up with with something like that, that they wouldn't be like, oh, you can't wear that in here. It was more kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But they have disinfectant wipes everywhere. Um, when they were when we purchased the tickets, they had a bunch of seats that were X'd out, meaning that you couldn't pre-purchase, You couldn't purchase the tickets for those seats um, because we were selecting our seats. So they, they want you to do the socially distancing thing. Um, They've got a sign in front of at the front door of the theater, like when you walk into the actual theater itself, that says masks must be worn during the film unless you are actively eating or drinking. And they also have another sign that says if you are uncomfortable with your seat, you may either relocate to a different uh, socially distant seat or you can come to the front box office for a refund. Nice. So if you show up and you're uncomfortable... You can turn around and head right out. Now, that being said, we were we were two of six people in the entire theater. There were three couples that were there. We were one of the three couples. And there was more than enough room for all six people to be six feet or more apart. And I initially thought that the people who came in after us were going to sit directly behind us in this next row. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me? But they didn't. So I... I can. I would recommend going. They 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 don't accept cash currently. They're not touching anything. It's all contactless payment. So, yeah. I mean, I I would recommend checking it out if because one. I don't know about you guys. One of the things that I've missed most during this whole lockdown and and the whole COVID thing is actually going to movies. I'm a huge movie theater movie theater fan. I love going to the theater. I love going to see movies.
0: Yeah, am I alone I, in that I or are you guys? No, no, no! I've I've missed that. I I, I really have. Um, and with with as much time as I have on my hands now, I'm like, fuck, man. And and I would also recommend going during the day on a weekday or
2: early in the. Actually, the theater was not open during the day. They did their first showing wasn't until five fifteen, or like four fifty or something like that. The movie we went to was five fifteen. But you know, go to the first go to the first movie that's available if you can on a weekday, and I mean you've almost got the
0: whole theater to yourself dude yeah those are those are words to live by anyway, in my opinion so i i would I can recommend it i I would recommend
2: going if you're if you're okay with that kind of situation, definitely go check it out don't hesitate to go sit down and and um enjoy yourself a movie,
0: yeah, I'll be. I'll be goddamned, man. I'm going to see the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th. Tenet. I'm excited about Tenet. Tenet's gotten great reviews. Now, as far as reviews, Rob, let's talk about New Mutants. I have to admit,
2: I'm surprised that this movie has gotten such shitty reviews because I really enjoyed it. Jen really enjoyed it too. We 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 both were like, "Wow, that was that actually wasn't bad." I I had hmm. fun with that. It was it was a decent movie. Um, the movie follows uh, what one, two, three, four, five, five teenagers. Sixty nine. Ooh, follows five teenagers who have just been, or not just been, but one of them is more recently. But it's they're in this facility where they're being. St- um, presumably taught to control their powers basically. And they bring new mutants whenever they, whenever they arrive, they bring mutants to this facility and they talk about, you know, helping them learn to control their powers before they release them. And, and there's some talk about going to Xavier's school and whatnot. Um, so it's connected to the X-Men universe. Um, and it kind of turns into almost like an action horror type movie. Um, the the characters involved, Greg. I don't know if you're familiar with the characters, but the the central character is Mirage, okay. Who I guess uh, has people see their fears or something, or makes fears real or something like that.
1: They've changed the character uh, periodically uh, mm-hmm. in the comics, but yeah, that's not too it's far. Also,
2: off. okay, it's also got magic. Who in the in the movie before I found out who she was, I thought she was like I guess she looks kind of like Witchblade. Uh, okay, so I was like, who is who is this? I guess that her guess her name was Magic. Yeah, do, um, you know who,
1: and, do they talk about who she actually is, like in relation to the X Men? No. Okay, she's actually Colossus's little sister.
2: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, they they don't really go over that at all. Um, there's some weird like like uh I don't know, child incest. uh, No, like some weird child um, sex ring or something. I don't know if it's actually like a child sex ring or if she's actually being tormented by demons or something.
1: Uh, She is, uh, she has a sword that can cut open like into other dimensions. And there's a, they're basically the demons are trying to corrupt her. In the oh, okay. comics, in the comics, because she has this all power, she has the ability to let the demons into our dimension. So they're trying to. Oh, her. okay.
2: Well, that that does make a little sense. Although they did make it kind of seem like um, she was part of like some kind of child sex ring because people would show up to her or show up like at her bed wearing like smiley masks or whatever, yeah. and she was terrified of them and she would hide under the covers and stuff. Apparently, she can teleport also, um, but they they also portrayed them as kind of like as as kind of like demonic so they had like elongated elongated limbs and whatnot but you don't know how much of that was a child's memory and how much of that was you know actually demons um they also had cannonball and sunspot and wolfsbane okay Never
1: and wolfsbane is room.
2: Wolfsbane is played by Maisie Williams from Game of the okay. Thrones.
1: The so Wolfsbane was, of course, uh, Wolf. She, you know, Wolf type feral creature. She was in the X. She was actually in X Force mm-hmm. with the uh, the Rob Liefeld one. Um, Sunspot. I, I, I always forget his power. He's like super strong,
2: and like, he also like his his skin like catches fire, and he can like hurl yeah. fire bolts and stuff.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And he was yeah.
2: actually in one of the movies. I guess he was in X Men: Days of Future Past. He was in the he was in one of the future scenes, apparently.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he was one of like the survivors. Mhm. Yeah. The uh magic the character really became popular when, if you probably remember this back in the day the Inferno series from the X-Men. In like the late 80s there was a series called Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um that was it she was one of the main people involved in that.
2: Okay. So, but, but anyway, anyway go, it, on, movie. It's it, they're basically being evaluated by this doctor, Dr. Reyes, and She's, she's kind of trying to help teach them control and all of this stuff, but they are essentially prisoners. They're locked down until, you know, they're determined to not be a danger to themselves or society so that they can then move on to, you know, the, the school or whatever. Um, I mean, how deep do you want me to get into this?
1: Really? You know, your enjoyment of it. Was it obvious that they, I know that they took a long time to bring it out because they recut it and re-edited it. Is it obvious?
2: Uh, the recutting and re-editing, no. But after doing some research, I did find out this was supposed to be released in succession with the X Men movies, mm-hmm. and there, it was supposed to be a a transition into a new, uh, like a new trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. The chances that that will happen are not all that great. But the movie was meant to set up Mister Sinister as kind of like a Thanos level villain. At least that's what
1: I read. Okay. So interesting. Mm-hmm. And but you, but you guys, you said you enjoyed it. I've, I, I did. I, I've very heard a few people did. say, well, the opposite. But you already mentioned that. Um, but either, I was intrigued. I've seen. I the I've, I've either seen it was
0: bad, uh, not worth the hype, or whisper quiet. Oh. Yeah, see, and and I didn't really hear any hype
2: about it. I was just yeah. I was just interested in seeing it and I'm glad I did. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to lie. The acting was good. I thought the story was the story was very believable. I mean, and then um, you know, what they find out at the end. I don't want to spoil it if you
1: guys, you know, want to watch it, but I'm def- I definitely want to see it. I'll have to the wait till it's yeah. available here most likely. But yeah, I was I was actually very excited about it, and then it was postponed, and then they're like, well, we're going a horror route, and I was like, I'm even more excited about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And there was definitely some horror aspects to it. And the 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 bear is amazing.
1: The bear Ooh. is really cool.
0: Are we talking about annihilation? <laughs>
2: no.
1: You would like that. It's a freaky ass bear. Cool. Well, thank you for taking that uh I'm gonna say risk, but I'm doing again finger quotes because uh, i'm being sarcastic why you do air bunnies (laughs) yes air bunnies speaking of of, oh wait you had something to talk about now jimmy i do um speaking of horror
0: yeah speaking of horror i'm gonna talk about horror store briefly it's a novel by an author we've talked about uh talked about uh, a couple of occasions recently Um, we talked about, um, my best friend's exorcism, the Southern book club's guide to slaying vampires as well. Um, that is, uh, and, and horror source, another novel released by, uh, Grady Hendrix. It was released on September 23rd, 2014. So yeah, I know it's kind of old, but I am, uh, Making my way through his books, I'm currently reading uh, another one because I've finished Horror Store. Absolutely love its writing style. And this, I had my concerns with because there is an episode of a really cool scripted horror podcast that I like called SCP. It stands for Secure, Contain, Protect... Um, it's basically the podcast. They take these stories that were written people by people online. They put professional you know, sound behind them. Um, and, and this one, I believe it's called a, a Totally Normal Ikea or something. And people get lost in an Ikea, right? And all this weird shit happens. And they end up staying there for years. And they build societies in there and everything. This book on the outside looks almost like it could be a knockoff of that, but it isn't, Uh, takes place over a period of a night where a couple of employees at Orsk, an Ikea-esque store, are tasked with uh, staying overnight and investigating the source of certain appearances, um, certain events like shit being smeared all over a couch uh the next day that they wake up for example um You're like i think rob was here that was it it was rob yeah. so <laughs> that's the end of the story smeared on the wall in feces it turns so out this isn't, this isn't scary at all but accurate yeah but accurate yes um exactly but uh it's a really good read it's um it's a lot of fun if if you've read any Grady Hendrix. If if you haven't yet, and we've talked about his his work several times, um, I strongly suggest it. If you're a fan of Stephen King, but don't want anything as heavy, and you might want something that you can laugh at as well, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, Horror Store has been talked about being made into a production for a while. So uh, jump on this, check it out. And it's
1: free now on Audible. Yeah, so can you explain that real quick? I don't know what they actually called it, but I got a message today, or not today, about two weeks ago that said, you know, these, there's now Audible, they're not really called exclusives, but Audible something, like an Audible library. And two of Grady Hendrix's books are in it. And because I had listened to other ones, that was what they put in the email for me. So there are – basically there's a whole lending library of Audible books where you don't have to use your – as long as you're a member of Audible, you get access to these books. You don't have to use your tokens for them. And so that's – I was going to buy that one next anyway. You should.
0: You know, if if you're on the fence about it, take a break from whatever intense shit that you're reading. Take a break from whatever – Intense fucking news that you're watching and and read you some or or listen to some Grady Hendrix. His book that I'm reading right now is called Dead Leprechauns and Devil Cats, Strange Tales of the White Street Society. And there's a collection of four stories. The first one in there is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever read involving a horny leprechaun. Uh, it, <laughs> and he has read a lot of things he's involving- about horny leprechaun oh my god I couldn't sleep last night and this is like this is a new thing for me um, reading and then being kind of spooked in your mind going a bunch of different places or reading something mentally challenging before bed this I I couldn't stop thinking about it and laughing As I, every time I would drift off to sleep I'd I'd think about this little Little horny ass, dirty ass leprechaun jumping around trying to hump people while he was fighting for his life. I mean, it was just the it. it's man, Grady Hendrix, dude. Check it out. Uh, it, I mean, horror store, two thumbs love up to
1: him on the show. I know it's been, our, he, our yeah, hello, he, friends. He
0: has been on our friends' episode of uh, trick or treat radio. So, I, I would absolutely encourage you to go listen to that interview. Um, horror store gets. It, it's fun and then it gets all event horizon. Nice. Inside of an, a, a nice. fake IKEA store. I mean, it gets real, real tough, but uh, still a lot of fun.
1: Uh, I, I can't recommend it
0: enough. So Cool.
1: Well, we are going to move on to our last movie of the night a movie all of us were looking forward to. Uh, and we all watched it and. I, I don't know any of your opinions on it, so we're gonna talk about Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yep, it is finally out twenty nine years later from Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. I think it was released August twenty eighth, two thousand twenty. It's directed by Dean Pariseau, who also directed Galaxy Quest, which Ooh. and Red Two. Uh, okay, I, I like that movie as well. It is starring. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Kristen Schaal, Samara Weaving, Brigitte Lundy, Payne, and William Sadler, as well as a bunch of other musicians and whatnot. And the synopsis: Once they once told they'd save the universe during a time traveling adventure, two would be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle aged dads San still Dimas trying to high crank, rules. I was waiting for that. Thank you. Still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. Initial thoughts, guys. Go. The wedding song was fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. It had me. That was all I needed.
1: <laughs> I was like what? Been looking forward to it. Uh, um, uh, I forgot to write
0: something down about that, but I have to. Yeah, that was yeah, that was I. Er, I I had watched the movie. I was watching the movie with a bunch of people who, uh, maybe hadn't seen.
1: Bill and Penn.
0: Yeah, they they weren't. You know, I mean, I watched both movies the same day uh, to to prepare myself. But once they started playing their their wedding song and everybody in the room lost their minds, I said, "Okay, great, this is going to be a lot of fun." So there you go. Nice, mm, Rob.
2: I I enjoyed it. I. I did enjoy it very much. They the, they did fall in, the analytical side of me did fall into the whole, well, you know, this whole time travel thing. How is this actually working with this? But it, ultimately, I was able to let it go. And I just enjoyed Good. what was, in fact, Bill and Ted. Because Bill and Ted, you're not meant to... Pay too much attention to the rules. If you pay too yeah. much attention to the rules, you're just going to be like, "What the fuck?"
1: I was no, actually it, going to add a portion to our stuff to cover called "Let Let's Let Rob Ruin Bill and Ted for Us," <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it's entirely possible. I mean, I'm I, I
2: I definitely thought about it, but I'm I eventually I was just like, you know what? It's Bill and Ted. Let it go. I was like, all right. I like can. if you
1: if you ruin the first Bill and Ted movie, the part with the keys behind the sign, like no, <laughs> just no. We'll get to that next episode.
2: Yeah. No, but the but the one in the second movie was I was like, what? No, that's not how it works. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the movie was really enjoyable. I the ending was kind of telegraphed. You kind of knew, you know, who yeah. was responsible for the song that United the World before, you know, before you got there. Um the I really enjoyed them meeting their their other selves like in all the uh progressive uh the progressively later realities how they ended up being convicts they ended mm-hmm. up being like um uh just uh, bar bar performers or whatever like right? a
1: crappy bar that looked like it was in the base of like uh i don't even know what that place was supposed it to was be, a like hotel community oh uh, it was in a hotel yeah. yeah
2: and then and then the fake English accents that they put on at Dave Grohl's house. <laughs> I was like, "What?"
1: Rob has been on fire with the rock references. By the way, between knowing Dave Grohl and being the person that that reminded me that they were playing a Metallica concert on the radio the other day. Yes, I, I've been. Did you go listen to it? By the way, I already bought it. I, I oh, own, okay. I had, it it had actually shown up that afternoon with the blue because I buy the Blu-ray of the concert with the came comes with the DVD. So
2: I actually listened to the first song, and it actually sounded really cool playing it with the symphony orchestra.
1: The oh, it was, uh, well, they usually the too ecstasy of the gold and then they go into other stuff but yeah it was really cool but anyway uh, my thoughts it was really good to have bill and ted back especially now the the kind of innocence although it's weird because for some people it literally has been 29 years since they've seen anything bill and ted other than maybe a commercial or a cartoon or something uh for anyone that's lived in orlando they've pro it's only probably been a few years because we've had bill and we've had Bill and Ted for quite some time at Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm
2: still pissed that it's not there.
1: Yeah, and it's like so, it's not as jarring to hear the the surf speak and the California speak after all these years. Um, but it was it's just fun and it's lighthearted and it's good natured and, um, I guess that's really kind of where I want to start. What did what did you think of like the overall tone of it? Like, did it did it match up with the previous movies to you?
0: Uh, this one for me matched up more with the first one. Uh, which, which is which a blessing just, because the second one was kind of shit. It was not great. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Uh, some more. I, I guess maybe I do take that for granted that we're, we're just kind of Bill and Ted's always there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, we, we all probably quoted all the time. Um, yeah, I dug it. it. It was light-hearted. It was fun, and it was uh, it was just what my soul needed uh, during these unprecedented times.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought so too. I've always liked to some extent when Hollywood does the, the metal hat as kind of a lovable dumbass, but also not super dumb. Like, well, they listen like, to good music. Yeah, so like even like people. you know, Wayne, like Wayne and Garth are actually fairly smart, <laughs> like it, it in their own way. And I kind of like, yeah,
0: just not that, in like a lot of the places that society says we should be smart.
1: In. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know, that Bill and Ted aren't going around like getting beaten up by jocks because they're metalheads or any of that kind of stuff. It's they're. Yeah, there's the, you know, historically the principal that's after them, or in this case, they got older and they, they, life's after really had them.
0: It. The responsibilities are after them.
1: Yeah. Which hurts a little. Yeah. And that, and that weird robot. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was very strange, but had I not watched the first two, it, oh, It, it Dennis. would have been a little more jarring. Yeah, Dennis. Now, the this movie took a lot to get made, and that was you know just one of the things. Like there was, I think we've even reported on this show multiple times. Like, hey, it's going to get made, and then no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's getting made. Oh no. Yeah, and not. finally, you know, finally they found the script. They got the people, um, and made a. And the script was right. It was funny. It was good. Um, and they got a lot of the people involved that did the first one and second one for that matter.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think one of the little things I thought was interesting is like just seeing Keanu Reeves and Alex winter back in those roles this many years later. Uh, You're breathing. So what did, what did you, uh,
2: I I just thought of something I was going to ask if you caught it. The, uh, the, the little nod in the third one to the reference in the second one, when, when Missy, when Missy married or when Missy left, Bill's dad married Ted's dad. At one point in the movie, Bill looks at Ted and goes, what's going to happen next? Is she going to marry you dude? And, <laughs> and it ended up not in fact being Ted, but his younger brother Deacon.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, yeah. So Jimmy talked yeah. about this part. Let's, let's talk about this real quick. The, the opening song or the wedding song that Bill and Ted are playing. It's like this mouth music. And I have a history with this. I have a very weird history with this.
2: I believe it's called Throat Singing, Greg. It's, yeah, it's Greg, called
1: tu- Tuvan Throat Singing or Tuvan Mouth Music. That is one of it. It is from a, a very small country called Tuva. And one of my very weird friends in high school, back before the internet even, had seen a little thing about Tuva and actually donated money to the uh, Tuvan Throat Music uh, pr- Preservation Fund. You had like literally had to send a letter off. So I had an album of Tuvan throat music on one of those like acetates like you know when they would like give out a an album at like McDonald's it was like the floppy thing. huh So I actually had an album of it. And it's like a real thing. Um I don't know the history of Tuva. It's like somewhere near Russia. So it might have been taken over long ago, but it's it does this special type of music and there's other mm-hmm. countries that do it too. But when he started doing it I was like holy shit. Yeah, cuz I had only heard it never seen anyone do it
0: yeah there's this badass mongolian death metal band called uh sorry uh they're just well they're metal um folk metal I, whatever you you want to call it they're called the who the h-u uh you should look them not up. the w-h-o right <laughs> correct no that's a different band uh but they do the the throat singing and it's it's fucking rad
1: It's in Siberia or around Siberia. That's why no one. She is not. It's very cold there. Plus, we're not allowed to travel. And and the wedding, of course, is uh, is Missy getting married to uh, Ted's dad, or
2: no, Ted's
1: younger brother, Ted's younger brother at that point. Yeah, which so yeah, Um, and of course, so we're seeing Bill and Ted playing weddings. And it they basically show that, he, that they have not achieved and it's not like they're big losers. It's just, they're, they're trying to make that big song. And as you know, the, the more you try for your, your big hit, the big creative idea, the big, you know, it's when someone's like, Oh, this is my friend. He's really funny. Come on, say something funny. It's not possible. Yeah.
2: Make me laugh.
1: Yeah. Like that's not happening. That's basically what Bill and Ted are doing. So they're playing $2 taco nights, basically. Um, The future realizes that it's got to come back. And, um, you know, that's kind of where the the plot goes. What do you think of the daughters? They've got daughters, which I guess is the second appearance.
2: They do. And I have to say that I'm very happy with how they portrayed the daughters. I was kind of concerned that they wouldn't have the Bill and Ted lovable, um, for lack of a better term, the stoner vibe. That Bill mm-hmm. and Ted had, um, because I was worried that they would that they would receive some backlash for portraying young women that way as, you know, essentially airheaded, whatever. But they they got around that by making them pretty, pretty bright, pretty smart, pretty well read, just complete stoners.
1: Yeah, they're, they're well read about the stuff they like. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're very well informed about music. Yeah.
2: But they they act just like their fathers. And I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Billy and Theodora were supposed to be male um, in early drafts of the script. And even at the end of Bill and Ted 2, Bogus Journey, there were little Bill and little Ted. And I, I was like, how are they going to make? Th-? Oh, okay. It's Billy and Theodora. Got it they even they had a, a a thing they were like oh you know even when you you called them little bill and little ted um they there's a little nod uh, to that in in this one and they were uh mm-hmm. they were
1: endearing and lovable they were, they were great i had a different worry um about that not it was when they they first appeared you didn't know if they were going to be the the daughters that are like oh my dad's a loser go go wait at or the type of daughters that are going to look up and be helpful and i didn't want them to go the like the loser route did you see that so frequently like yeah and the the first couple lines i was like wait oh no okay they're into it we're good they're cool and yeah and from that point on um it was definitely interesting seeing two people like i've seen samara weaving and a bunch of stuff and hugo's daughter granddaughter uh, niece actually okay And I don't think this is true, but some people said that she was cast because of Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, basically killing Hugo Weaving in the Matrix. Agent Smith. Yeah. But um, there's actually an an ongoing joke that they had on set, apparently, about that, where she would be like, you know, my my uncle kicked your ass. (laughs) So, yeah, so they, uh, a couple things, you know, I saw with them where I was a little concerned, but. Then as I, because it's it's weird, honestly, seeing modern characters acting like something from the late 80s, early 90s.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So it was like, it took me a second to get into it. But uh, neither of the actors, Sam Weaving or uh, Brigitte Lundy-Payne, had ever seen the previous films at all. Really? Yeah. Uh, So they, of course, had to do that. And uh, Brigitte Lundy-Payne basically said that they kind of studied for, like, watching them all the time. And, like, they were... You know, it's Keanu Reeves. They're, like, embarrassed. They're, like, watching the way he moves his arms and watching the way, you know, they act so that they could mimic it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then they would turn over after the set and the two actresses would be like, what, what, huh? (laughs) So I thought that was kind of funny. This is They talked at at length at the uh, Comic-Con at home thing, which was very interesting. Uh, There were... uh, Also some cameos in this, which I was hoping for, Uh, George Carlin. Sad to see him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They had him as a hologram, right?
1: Yeah. So George Carlin, uh, good old Rufus, of course, passed away in, I think, 2009.
2: Rufus!
1: And so they had, in a very weirdly placed uh, display for a time machine, just like on a bridge, (laughs) but uh,
2: where anybody just like walks past it and yeah pops in and i mean it's because it apparently
0: was still functional yeah (laughs) i guess it's where they came in and it's just kind of the greeting like it it reminded me very much of mass effect when you get to a new city and they have these like holograms that show up and they're like hi i'm davy like ask me about this like that's just kind of what you know i i thought it was i thought it was cool uh, yeah, and, and that was
1: probably. Oh, I love seeing kind of all over. Yeah, uh, Kelly Carlin was in it. That's George Carlin's actual daughter. She was, one, I think, in the the future city as like a fan. Uh, Dave Grohl, of course, which Rob mentioned. Weird Al had a moment in it as well towards the end, as well as Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Kibble Show. Yeah, so there was there's there probably other ones in there too. Yeah, I wonder. The
0: I wonder how many how many others
1: I missed. Yeah. Uh, they were so quick. So, the one thing I was not super thrilled with was actually the music in this movie. Like, I was. Well, but I,
2: th- I think that was by design, though, because they were just searching all different types to just try oh, yeah. and find something that sticked or that stuck and sticked. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to find something that stuck, and they were just throwing whatever they could at the wall, you know, and. I, I I think that was I think that was
1: intentional. Yeah, no, it was definitely some experimental stuff, which was fine, completely cool. Um, I did like the sequence with uh, the when they were getting the band together. Those sequences with uh, you know, Louis Jimmy Armstrong, Hendrick, yeah, okay. those were all really good. Um, I I don't know. I was I was hoping for something different for the big song. Um, it's uh it didn't ruin the movie for me by any stretch, but you know, like the, the, the second Bill and Bogus journey, the best thing about that, that movie by far is the soundtrack. Like that was one of those that when you had to carry around the little booklet of CDs, uh, that was one of the CDs that never left the booklet for me because I love that the faith and no War song and a couple other songs on there. Um, so like, I was very interested to see what they would do with this. And mm-hmm. it was, it didn't quite hit the, get the adrenaline pumping like some of the other stuff. Like even the the first movie with the the Mozart on the keyboards, guitar solo thing when they're running around the mall. Mm-hmm. Like like even that was like, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Um, so now,
2: Let me ask you this though. Did you like the song that they played at the end that united the world basically?
1: Not really. I didn't either. Well, that's because you're a bitch, but. Nah, I just didn't, well, I didn't, it didn't gel.
0: No, it it seemed very forced. Uh, Yeah, and even I I was a little peeved at you know they they recruited Kid Cudi, and he said like three things,
1: I was like, where'd he go? You know, Uh, it was a weird. And they brought him in as a joke, like to be a physicist instead of a rapper, which is fine. I Uh, know who he is. He's a fairly big name rapper.
0: Yeah. He's great, but it was just like, well, why? Why is he? Why like? Give him more time. I I don't know. I I thought their their choices of musicians through history, um, was really cool. I I mm-hmm. love the interaction with like Jimi Hendrix and um and Louis Armstrong. And Louis Armstrong. That was that was great. But um, he was kind of creeping me out with that smile, though. <laughs> I mean he yeah. he did that. I, I think the actor who, who played him nailed it. And I'm like, okay. Uh let's see a Jimi Hendrix biopic. Let's see a, a Louis Armstrong biopic. Like, let's go. You know, grab those guys, pull them out of it and and make it happen. Uh I love seeing that. That was that was awesome. Not a huge fan of the of the music either. I, I would have loved to see some some more Aged rock stars
1: in there. Uh, it would be funny if they finally got uh, Eddie Van Halen because of all the references from the old. Yeah, early it would have been a great. He's he's had a lot of a lot of health issues
0: oh, the yeah. past few years. So, um, but yeah, there were some very obvious uh, nods to uh, what was it? Almost like Robert Plant and Mick Mars is what I got out of. Um, they're kind of pretending to be. They were like, "Oh, in the future, you guys are like millionaires." You wrote the song that saved the world, and it turned out they were just yeah. pretending. But I love when Alec Winter he he like plays with his hair, which is <laughs> I, oh man, I lost it.
1: That part was yeah, great.
0: Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie.
1: And uh, anything with with Dave Grohl. Um, the they of course just you know to kind of close this out here. They do uh, they do get to see death again, which. Because they, they have to go to hell, and it was it was not great seeing William Sadler. Yeah, not the band death. They, uh, they it was great seeing William Sadler's death again. I didn't in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I thought that people liked that death character joke more than I did back then. And then over time, that whole thing grew on me <laughs> for some reason. Like they meted to me like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that kind of grew on me as like some you know, certain rep- repetitive jokes will do. But it was just cool seeing that character again, just kind of those those tie-ins and seeing some. That's five stuff. out of
2: nine.
1: Yeah, like that kind of stuff.
0: I uh, love that they they had a split. Um, you see that at the end of uh, Bogus Journey, with the like the newspaper headlines yeah. where Death accused of like lip-syncing and stuff like that, and they just they brought that <laughs> the solo they, album. <laughs> they they went full circle with that, and he was just I've kind of like. Um, this this uh, insecure bass savant, and it, it... dude, you're taking forty five
2: minute bass solo, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and they, it, it really took uh, the the daughters to bring death back into the fold. Uh, mm-hmm. That whole interaction was just gold. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was.
2: Did you notice that they were opening and closing that door, even though there was no
1: walls? Oh, no, I didn't I, realize that actually. Well, oh, I thought it was glass.
2: No, I I did not think because I I think at one point somebody walked through it. Mm-hmm. I I but it, it, it was his
1: his little room with all like the stuff, like yeah, the shelves and stuff. Yeah,
2: y- yeah. There there was nothing there. It, they just kept opening and closing the door, and they just kept standing in front of the door like there was a wall. And I'm like, what is going on there?
1: <laughs> and it's like. But, <laughs> Have you ever been to hell? Realistic.
2: (laughs) I have. Well, yes. One could argue that every Wednesday night is hell.
1: Wow. I was. I thought you were going to say nursing school. (laughs) (laughs) We got a fart. I muted it.
2: (laughs) I thought I muted it.
1: Two in a (laughs) row. That was not me. They're not me. That time. Yeah. Before that gets before that ruins and destroys the entire show. Uh, Alex Winter hadn't acted in a while. So when he came back to act in this, he actually took acting lessons and uh, he'd been working on producing his own stuff. Um, So it was kind of it was very cool seeing him again. Oh, he's he's a big time producer of various things. So he he had to do that. But I thought that was kind of cool just because we didn't talk about it. The princesses are back, but they're played for the third time in a row by completely different actresses. Uh, one of them, uh, Jama Mays of, uh, what is it, Scary Movie? Was it Scary Movie, right? I think she was in that as the the Innocent Virgin.
2: Is it really completely different? Because I thought they got the same ones.
1: No, it's been different all three times. It's uh, wow. an excellent adventure. It was Kimberly LaBelle and Diane Franklin, Bogus Journey. It was Sarah Trigger and Annette Azqui. And now Jama Mays and Aaron Hayes, which I kind of like the, the, the shtick. I think I'm cool with that. Missy's the same person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Missy was when she was playing, like what? I guess she had to be in her early twenties in the first movie. She was actually thirty. If she was not,
2: she was thirty in the first movie. Yeah, that's why she. That's why she looks so much older than Deacon.
1: Yeah, she was thirty in the first movie, and she was supposed to be playing. Let's see if they were freshmen in high school, and they got the seniors, and so they. She had to be twenty three ish because maybe twenty two. She was three
2: years older than they were.
1: Yeah. Because either she either. was a senior when they were freshmen. Yeah. So either way, that was that. Um, and then, and of course, there is an after credits scene. So that is, uh, let, let's just finish this out here real quick. Uh, something you loved about this and something you hated about this. Well, Go. Wait, remind, remind me
2: what the after credit scene was? I'm not even sure I saw it.
1: Uh, jamming out in the retirement home. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did. Yes. was so okay. sweet. Yeah, I liked it. I was so I was so scared because of I didn't want him to. I thought there was going to be a, a gag where he clutches his chest and falls over dead. And was having just seen the news thirty minutes before, I was like, Duh, I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, uh, the thing I loved about this movie was just the overall tone, uh, the the kind of sweetness, um, and and just the the good the good vibes um, that 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 we need. Right now. Uh the thing I hated about the film was the news that broke while I was watching it. it was the yeah. the passing of Mr. Chadwick Boseman. Um film related I don't know. If I gotta be particular, I could have used some some more music for some from aging rock stars, I guess. That that yeah. I'd like to have heard some of that. Uh mm-hmm. but overall, yeah, loved it.
2: I, I would agree. Uh the thing that I loved about the movie is is essentially, as Jimmy said, the overall tone. I like that the the negative Nancy's, so to speak, were actually Bill and Ted themselves in this movie, and everyone else was trying to bring them up. So it it, it was a very it was a very positive movie in that respect. Um I, I that it was a very positive message. The everybody was very supportive of Bill and Ted and you know, even even our heroes get down sometimes, and sometimes need a little helping hand, and that's kind of where the the story
1: went. Well, wow, tri- uh, pretty much a, a triple on the love. Just love the f- loved having it back. Loved the overall the sweetness and the the tone, and just a fun thing to watch. And again, hated strong word, but would have liked different. Would have liked more music that I, I don't know if it's recognized, but more. More rock, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that takes us to the end, guys. Monday, Monday, kind of hint. Monday, Monday. We have hinted at it throughout this. We are going to talk about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and Bill and Ted's bogus journey a little more in depth. And of course, our give me five question of the week. Be there on Monday for that. Go ahead, James. that's going to be it.
0: For this episode, guys, if you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, follow us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter handles are give me five pod. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can search for give me five podcast. Uh, you can also email us directly at give me five podcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, give me five podcast.com. Where you can uh, check out previous episodes of the show. You can find a link to our store so you can buy some really cool Give Me Five stuff if you would like to. However, yeah. if that's not working for you on your mobile device through the website, you can check that out at giveme 5 com. Boom. And if you could, guys, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, Not because we like hearing how great we are, but because it helps us uh, rise above some of the other pop culture podcasts that are out there. Gets us out to more people. And thanks for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and party on, dudes.